Hello and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. if you were just if you were pointing for me to wait or pointing for me to clap we've got to get this sign language thing worked it's out it's just better. so obvious and, and you're you're not a mind reader is that what you're <laughs> saying is that what you're admitting to yes more or less hello i'm nick briggs and welcome to the big finish podcast i have with me of course paul sprague hello who's coming specially off his sick bed <laughs> where he had his foot <laughs> elevated due to suppuration. Uh, that sounds a lot worse than it is. I think it is quite bad. Um, it, it wasn't pleasant, though. I had a bad foot because I had a bad blister. Anyway, it's a lot better now. listen, it's horrible. It's horrible. That, that's no, all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just shaking some gravy granules. <laughs> um, and everything. Oh, dear, that's a funny smell. Um, it's a big finish uh, produced audio drama and audiobooks based on stuff like Doctor Who, Stargate, Sherlock Holmes. I haven't got the list in front of me, but take it from me. Oh, we, I like that you're we, busking it for We once. do this lots. This is exciting. You've missed well, out Dark you know, Shadows again, Dark obviously. Dark Shadows. There's about 15 other things that, uh, that we do, And included. we're going to be doing more coming up soon. Can't tell you. It's all very, very exciting. <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, I meant to do this podcast uh, last week to announce the winner of the last, uh, the previous competition. Hey! It's great music, that. Um, and, uh, but I couldn't because my Pro Tools thing went wrong. If that means anything to you, well done. If it doesn't, <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> So, yes, that's what we'll be announcing later. The winner of the competition. Uh, very exciting prizes. There were script fronts for various of our productions signed by the awfully famous and sometimes not so famous members of the cast. And sometimes even me, I think. I don't know. Actually, I didn't sign um, Stormcrow. I should sign that because I was the helicopter pilot. Burble, 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 burble. <laughs> I'm sure you must have signed some of them. Don't you sign them if you direct them or write them? I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, so anyway, before we get to that, I think we ought to catch up on some listener correspondence. Paul, over to you in your cosy corner. Well, I thought that, that we should read out a few of the ones that came alongside some of the competition entries. Oh, yes. Because this this the problem. The begging, you mean? <laughs> no, not the, not the begging. I was going to, I was going to ignore those. Um, but yeah, it, when we run a competition, more often than not, we find that people use the opportunity to send their competition answer in and also make some kind of comment or chat about something or other. Hmm. And because I neatly file them all away in a competition folder rather than a podcast mail folder... We never folder, get to hear those we, comments. Yes, yeah, well, we, we read them all. Well, we I read them all. Do I, you read them I all? certainly read them all, yes. So uh, I suddenly think, oh, I'm very popular. And I, oh, no, it's all the competition entries. <laughs> Of course, now I've said that, I obviously can't find a single thing in okay, the Okay, well, I'll uh, just fill in by form. shaking some gravy granules. It really it creates a strange, kitcheny sort of smell. Matt Tozer has emailed in saying, How tall is Sarah Sutton? Sorry, you're setting the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say she was about <laughs> five foot four. Well, that sounds about right. Maybe slightly taller than that. Really? Give her the benefit of the doubt, I don't know. Okay. 
Let's give Sarah Sutton the benefit of the doubt. Thank you. Maybe they emailed in. Oh, hang on. Here we go. God, it was um, all going pear-shaped there. Ken Buzzard says, I figure you'll have many, many, many emails with correct answers, considering how wonderful Dark Eyes was. But if you want to go ahead and send me a script now as your token yank winner, thus demonstrating to your listeners that Big Finish is anything but biased, I will be happy to accept. That's oh. nice, isn't it? That is nice. You did yank in, in inverted commas with your fingers there. Yes, I know. So did Just he. Just so I point in, that out. Well, not with his fingers, as far as I'm well, aware. No, but not unless he sent his fingers form. in an email, which would be... I don't know, worthy of some kind of uh, news item on BBC News. Man uses hands in email. <laughs> Literally, Nick, yes. Nick Ferranza says, who, whose name I couldn't pronounce the last time I read it out on a podcast. We've just given up, Nick, but we love you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Says, I think I have the right address. If not, I apologise. In case you've received an email with the same answer 572 times already <laughs> in regards to the competition from your recent podcast, I'll try and make this one a little interesting just to shake up the tedious monotony. Ever notice how the word tedious looks a little like TARDIS? Not the machine, of course, just the word TARDIS. Anyway, hi, what's your name? <laughs> Don't answer that because I can't hear you. Unless you shout, of course, but you'd have to yell pretty loud because I'm in Australia. I am near the top of it, though, so I could be further. <laughs> I'm assuming there's a point to this at some stage. I just don't know what it is. What does he get to? Is he, is he saying any more? Is that it? Well, then there's the, the answer to the competition. He says, I haven't had the pleasure to listen to this story yet, but I eagerly look forward to doing so. Oh, he said forward. A forward alert. Formigan's <laughs> <laughs> new look is very Ecclesteinish. Ecclesteinish? <laughs> I'm only really a newcomer to the Big Finish range, you see. Started listening last year. And being as I am, I prefer to begin from the very beginning and work my way through the releases in order. Being as he is. Although I did jump the queue a bit and download season three of the Companion Chronicles the other week when it was on sale. Keep up the good work, keep up the sales and keep up the podcast and tell Toby Haydock I said get a real job. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Tell my namesake Mr. Briggs that if someone has come up with a mildly insulting nickname for you, i.e. Dalek face, don't tell everyone over the internet unless you want the entire Doctor Who community to start calling you that. I don't mind being called Dalek face. (laughs) I always think of uh, Lisa Greenwood's lovely face when I hear that insult. Oi, Dalek face. (laughs) Lisa Greenwood plays Flip in our Sixth Doctor adventures and she is coming back. Thank you. (gasps) Exclusive! Possibly. No, I've mentioned it before. Okay. Glenn Reader says, any chance there will be new 8th Doctor stories this year? I hope so. Also, I just heard the Light at the End trailer and it was fantastic. Can't wait till it's released. Ah, oh, the Light at the End trailer. Yeah. Oh, yes, there will be more 8th Doctor adventures in November, if all goes to plan. A few people have written in asking why the Dark pre-order Eyes 2, it's called, isn't up for that. The pre-order for Dark Eyes 2. Well, it just isn't. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to break, you know, I can't, no, it's, uh, you know, the scripts haven't been written yet. Hold on, <laughs> I was writing it this morning. I'm writing it, uh, Matt Fitton's writing it, and Alan Barnes is writing it. We're all sort of writing over each other's hands. It's very awkward. <laughs> get off, get off, I'm writing it. No. So, yes, it's called Dark Eyes 2, and uh, that'll be out in November. And then in March, there'll be Dark Eyes 3. That's March 2014. If you can think that far ahead, past November. <gasps> Yeah, and then in November 2014, there'll be uh, Dark Eyes 4. And there will be a pre-order for those three coming up, but not yet. I think we're we're giving you a breather on the expenditure front at the moment. Well, plus, I think there's an element of us trying to make sure that we had the right pricing set up on it as well. So it needs to be sort of discussed. We We need to cogitate. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Sorry to keep you waiting. 
Uh, Matt Mayhew says, I've recently listened to Cradle of the Snake for the first time. Oh, yes. He's a bit behind. Mm. <laughs> and I would like to thank Mark Platt for writing a great script. He's and good, Janet, Mark Peter, Pratt. Mark and Sarah for their great performances. I always love Mara's stories as they have a psychological edge to them, especially this one, as it's one of a set of Doctor Who's that have scared me. Boo. This one a great deal as it scared me enough to have to get my partner to calm me down and make me have a normal disposition again. Oh, do you know, I'm not sure about this. I think <laughs> that I never saw Snake Dance when it went out on TV. Well, this is interesting. Because because I was so terrified by the Mara when I was a kid when I saw it in kinder. Really, the inflatable snake? Yeah. The uh, really I terrifying. was very young, in all fairness. I was at drama school, mate. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, it's an inflatable snake. <laughs> Yeah, How well, am I going to face people I was, tomorrow? I was only 27 now. <laughs> but I, I I, don't recall ever having seen Snake Dance. I think I was too scared of the snake and didn't want to go anywhere near it. If it was uh, I know what you mean, yes. it's. Uh, I remember that old series on ITV called Time Slip. You remember that? Um, I, I'm aware of its work, yes, but I've but, never uh, actually seen it. Because the first time that was shown, there was a bit where someone got horribly aged to death and they looked really ghastly, you know, worse than I do, which is saying something. <laughs> um, and uh, as a kid, I stopped watching it at that point. And luckily, you know, it got repeated a couple of years later and I watched it from then on. But I had a bit of a moment of kind of you know, not being able to bear to look at it because I was a couple of years older. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, she's got a bit of plastic on her face. That's not frightening at all. <laughs> But yes, I know what you mean. These things do have an effect on you when yeah. you're a kid. I just worry I'm showing my three-and-a-half-year-old Doctor Who. He absolutely insists upon it now. <laughs> he's, he, he's made me watch Earthshock three times now. What, the same day or uh, just Twice overall? in one day and then once again the following morning. That's, mm. that's too much Beryl Reed, really, for one week, isn't it? <laughs> yes. There's <laughs> too much of that, mister. <laughs> Get off my ship. Anyway. Oh, Matt Mayhew also says, I'm also looking forward to the release of Gallifrey 5. I was a bit disrespectful, I'm really 5. sorry. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to the release of Gallifrey 5, although that's out now, so it shows how long ago he sent this. But still. Well, I hope that you've been pleased by it. We are. When I read the story synopses posted on the website, I was overjoyed at what would happen, even to the point that I had to explain to people what Gallifrey was, and it got them interested in it. Hopefully they have bought it. I'm looking forward to walking back from a lecture and opening the post box and seeing the package waiting there for me to open and listen to it. Thanks for producing a great range of audio adventures. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, that is nice. Anything else? Uh, that is definitely nice. Uh, I do have a complaint about your third podcast, podcast, particularly the teaser for Light at the End. Oh. I'm now very irritated that I have to wait until November to enjoy it. Uh, Will Big Finish be offering counselling for those of us without access to a working time machine and therefore forced to experience the full nine months? Well, maybe not counselling, but I will be speaking to you in this very calming voice. <laughs> Relax! <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, it sounds brilliant and I really love the music. I hope we'll get a sweet track on one of the CDs. That's a hint, by the way, says Richard Jackson. Well, the music, it was something I put together just for the trailer. Um, and you can hear it playing now um, behind this bit of me talking. Um, there it is. There's a bit more of it. there was some more of it anyway so uh, I don't know whether that will actually feature in the production but possibly something rather like it possibly something a little bit better done by Jamie Robertson who is a much better musician than what I is 
Yeah. Speaking of music, we've, we've got a correction to issue, haven't we? Oh, yes, that's right, you buffoon. <laughs> well, I didn't spot it either. Uh, I keep telling people I've done the music for The Sands of Life and, and War Against the Lun. It turns out that I'm not credited for it, and Martin Montague has been credited for it. I'm credited online, but anyway, not, not in the actual packaging. I'm quite sad, but never mind. These things happen. The number of people that looked at that and still none of us spotted it, it's ridiculous. I know. I know. Anyway, it was definitely you because I was sat here listening to you do it, so I can back Yeah, for I know. It. That's why I thought, why didn't he spot that? He <laughs> heard no me doing it. I haven't got a clue. I remember it was wrong on the website and I corrected it. I seem mm. to remember saying, but it's all right on the packaging, isn't it? I don't remember what the answer was. <laughs> Clearly, no. <laughs> oh, hold on. Gravy granules. Oh. Anyway, yes. Lee Rose says, I've nothing witty to say, so here's a joke I read on Facebook. It doesn't stop me but doing a podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How many George Lucases does it take to change a light bulb? Just one, but he keeps changing it and changing it and changing it. <laughs> I quite like that. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I do. Or do I? Maybe I don't. Uh, David Bones says, could I also ask a question for a future podcast? Oh. Are there any details that you can share about the special packaging and documentaries for the 50th anniversary special? I'm normally a download purchaser, being in Australia, but I'm sorely tempted to get the deluxe edition of this release, even though it's about three times more expensive than the standard download version, and I already have the revenants. Some details about how fantastic, about how fantastic the packaging and documentaries are would help me with my decision. Oh, well, um, it's very fantastic. In fact, we're having a meeting uh, next week when we will see some bits and bobs of the packaging. But there's basically a sort of book-like thing with uh, lots of photographs in it. That's what we hope it'll be anyway. Obviously, we have to get some BBC approval for that. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, some fantastic photographs taken by Alex Mallinson of all the stars. Yeah. Um, I've seen yeah. a lot of a lot of those photos. There's some fantastic shots to choose from. Yes, and there, so there's going to be a sort of a, a picture in it that's rather like something that was recently done for the Princess Bride. Mm. If that means anything to you, hmm? yeah. Anyway, and the documentary has been done by uh, Jamie Griffiths, who was in studio for all of the uh, recording days and has got interviews with pretty much everyone who stopped by, I think. So, That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want uh, interviews with all the doctors and loads of companions and things, yeah, it'll cover pretty much everyone, I think. And there's a documentary all about Big Finish as well, which I think uh, he's got a fascinating take on. I mean, you know, he, Jamie is a brilliant documentary maker anyway, and, uh, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to turn out, uh, if you're interested in Big Finish, really beautifully, but... Uh, also something that we're hoping to do for Light at the End, the Collector's Edition. Is that what it's called? It's called? Yes. Collector's Edition, yeah. Uh, who am I, by the way? Uh, you Nick Briggs. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just need a reminder now and again. Hold on. <laughs> Gravy. Uh, what we're going is to it, do... Is it inhaling that that's caused this mental that problem? Could be it. I think it's helping, but it's creating the problem. Uh, we are hopefully going to do a 5.1 stereo surround sound mix of the light at the end uh, available for download with the collector's edition uh, that's not absolutely definite but it's as near as damn it definite at the moment so um, just 
working out. We thought, you know, since they're doing a 3D version, 3D thing on telly, we ought to add another dimension to the audio for our special, <laughs> you know, to join in with the fun. So it's also in 3D? Yeah, yeah. You'll in, actually be able to see the actors in, your in front of your eyes. It's in the audio equivalent <laughs> of 3D, I would, I would say, in a kind of ridiculous manner. Good. I said, that sounded quite normal the way I said it. Is it a kind of audio 3D? That's quite ridiculous. Carry on, please. <laughs> uh, well, I, th- that's that's it for the uh, males that were with the competitions. We've had mm. a few a few others. Okay. Uh, Steve Hatcher says many thanks to the excellent recent oh, run of go. podcasts, and for Toby's fabulous who's round. They this really. Is a question about John Pertwee, isn't it? Come uh, on. Well. If I get that far, yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> they really will need to be collected and put out properly on CDs at some point. Some of these people would appear never to have been interviewed in this way before. A thought and a question. I'm sure the decision to end the Companion Chronicles next year makes commercial sense, and I'm just as sure that the early adventures will be an excellent replacement for those and for the missing stories. But what plans have you got for the third Doctor? Hey, you were right. It would appear that there will be an irritating, perfectly-shaped hole between the early adventures and the main range. I do hope you will have some ideas for how to fill it. Hoping to see you at Big Finish Day later this month. Yes, we are having some ideas about that. It hasn't escaped our attention, Steve, the ever-watchful Steve. Well, I say ever-watchful. He's ever-watchful until he's asleep. <laughs> he came to see me in uh, a show I was doing, and uh, and I know what he's like, because he goes to conventions and he sits in the front row and falls asleep, and you just get this <laughs> noise. And, uh, yeah, I'm on stage acting a little heart out, and I can hear Steve Hatcher snoring in the auditorium. I thought, Thank, thanks for coming, mate. Still, we had a nice Chinese meal afterwards, so that's all right. Yes, yes, and, and don't forget that the early adventures are really a replacement for the lost stories and not for the Companion Chronicles. The Companion Chronicles will be uh, continuing one way or another, just not as regular monthly releases. We will revisit the Companion Chronicles. They have not gone forever well they certainly haven't at the moment there's you know 15 or 16 releases to go but so. oh, yes there's loads there's loads mate loads, loads. there's, there's a series of 12 yeah and uh, another ooh, four beyond that because the scorchies is this month which is 7.9 so there's there's four four for this series and another 12 so yeah 16 in total i think we should have uh, a clip of the scorchies actually hello everyone Welcome, one and all, to the Scorchy Show. Tonight's a very special night. All the Scorchies are here, and we just can't wait to have fun. Oh, yes. I'm Mr. Grisfizzle. There's Cool Cat. And oh, look, there's lovely old Professor Baffle. Hey, hello, Dad. Why is the sky blue? I, I, I am baffled. Hey, keep going, Pops. And who have we here? Why, it's the magic mice. Cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> oh, there'll be plenty of time for cheese later. But who's this? Have you brought us a special guest, magic mice? Yes, yes, we found her in the ventilation shaft. <laughs> We know a song about ventilation shafts, don't we? <laughs> Never mind. Perhaps we'll sing it later. But first, let's attend to our little lady. Twinkle, twinkle, little death. Time to draw your last breath. You can't. Doctor, help. Yeah, there you go. Fairly outrageous. I think you'll agree. 
Everyone got an email does. here from Gareth Suds, who's mailed in saying, You've done me again! <laughs> I, what? How dare you? <laughs> this morning, while riding the train into Philadelphia, I was so engrossed in the current issue of Vortex, Vortex. that I totally missed my stop and had to walk back to my office in the rain. Oh. US radio is such rubbish. <laughs> BF have kept me sane on my commute since I moved over here 12 years ago. Thanks for all that you do, especially the chance to get caught up on the Companion Chronicles. I was so far behind, I feared I'd never catch up, but I may just stand a chance of doing that before you start the early adventures. See, there's always a silver yes. lining, isn't there? See? Yes. Now you can have a complete run of Companion Chronicles, and there won't be loads more all of the time making you further behind. Exactly. So yeah, how dare you do him again? <laughs> Sorry about that. I have to, when did I? I overshot. What, I overshot on the tube train when I was writing Dark Eyes. <laughs> I ended up three stops further on from where I wanted to be because I suddenly got interested in the scene I was writing. It was really, and I thought, oh no! I said, get out and go all the way back again. It was very irritating, but still, the scene was good. Well, that's, there are various a bits. Dark Eyes. If you I then wrote, said, and then I decided it wasn't as good as I first I thought. <laughs> threw my computer under a train. <laughs> um, I there are various bits of London now that when I walk round and go around on the train I, I remember various bits of dark eyes that I wrote there's, there's a particular the scene where the doctor climbs out of the big uh, chasm and is pulled up by Nadian hmm. uh, I wrote that in the waiting room at, uh, on platform C of Waterloo <laughs> East and every time I see it I think of that scene it's very sad isn't it okay. I think it's quite sweet Bless you, uh, Dean Harrison. <laughs> Dean Harrison says I was just filling my latest disc. Sorry, filing. I was just filing my latest discs. I can't read. When it occurred to me that the monthly range, including the bonus discs, must be just about at the same number of episodes as the original run of classic Doctor Who. How fantastic is that that in the 50th anniversary year the monthly range will surpass the BBC in the number of classic Who episodes produced? Roll in the other variants, and it probably surpasses the whole of BBC's Doctor Who output, not just the classic era. Well done, guys. Probably. I don't know. I mean, will someone please do the counting and tell us? For sure. Yeah, it's not going to be me. I haven't got enough it. time. No. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it, mate. I've got a few scripts to write and I've got a bit of Sherlock Holmes to act in next week. Yeah, a bit of Tom Baker to direct. Lovely. <laughs> Don't know what I'm talking about. Let's carry on. <laughs> and uh, I think this is... Um, oh, Michael Daniels. Oh, Michael Daniels. Yeah. Never heard of him. No. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. I just wanted to write a quick email to tell you how great my weekend has been. (laughs) Is that that interesting? That might seem odd, he continues. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he seems right. You're spot on there, Michael. That did seem odd. But it was because I was attending the Sci-Fi Weekender event in North Wales. Oh, yes, I read this one, yes. It was a fantastic long weekend with lots to do and many a great costume to spot, but the highlight of the weekend was getting to meet no fewer than four people associated with Doctor Who and Big Finish, namely Peter Davison, Frazier Hines. Frazier. I think he's got confused with that character off of the telly. Frazier. (laughs) Yes. Paul Cornell and Chase Masterson. All four were great, and it's easy to see why you enjoy working with them so much. When my friends and I got to meet Fraser, we complimented him on his perfect impression of Patrick Trayton. He told us it was his way of keeping him alive for younger generations, which even the non-Doctor Who fans in our party thought was a lovely reason. Chase was just as lovely and was really enthusiastic about Vienna. We bought a copy of the memory box from her and listened to it on the long way back to Kent. It's a fantastic high story and I look forward to hearing more in the future. Chase was telling everybody about it, whether they were Doctor Who fans, Star Trek Deep Space Nine fans or just people that wanted to meet her. I hope all her good work pays off for you as I love everything you do, even if I can't afford to buy it all. Keep up the amazing work. Hey, well Chase will be uh, telling anyone at a bus stop about it I imagine, <laughs> you know, just 
If anyone pauses, she, she will she tell them. She doesn't do buses, does she? She's, she probably doesn't. I don't, see her. I don't see her as a bus lady somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. They said, it's, I've never been to this sci-fi weekend. What is it? Um, it's a weekend mm. about sci-fi. Yeah, but I mean, who organises it? And you know, I mean, is, the reason we weren't it, there is because no one invites convention? us. Is it the SFX convention? I have a feeling it might be, though I'm not sure. Okay. I'd have to do some research. All right. <laughs> oh, Michael Brandon. Anyway, sorry. Um, Adrian Voss says, Hello, I sent this email to you ages ago, 2011, but I think it got lost in the great email debacle, so here it is again. Mm. Really enjoying Toby Haydock's news, uh, Who's Round and the standard podcast as much as ever. Keep he up couldn't have sent work. that all that time ago. No. <laughs> he said, I just thought I'd drop you a note to say that I really enjoy the podcast, especially the crisp debate and the whirlwind of seeming randomness that is Rob Shearman. That was a while ago. It was, wasn't it? Rob Shearman, who I'm going to meet up with tomorrow for a drink. I haven't seen him for a few weeks. It's getting harder to keep up with your output as you get more prolific, but having been a subscriber since the rapture, I think it is worth it. Recently, I inadvertently subscribed twice to The Lost Stories and had calls to contact your sales department, who have been fabulous in sorting things out. They are good. I'm now making my way through my alternative selections of Series 1 of Dark Shadows, The Dark Shadows box set and the Mervyn Stone books. I enjoyed those podcasts too. I'm a big fan of the Luther Arkwright adaptation you produced and the 2000 AD range, and I was wondering if there were any more comic graphic novel adaptations in the pipeline. Thank you for having made the years prior to 2005 not be a drought of Doctor Who. It's Adrian Voss. Oh, right. Oh, there is something along those lines uh, in the pipeline, but unfortunately I'm uh, not allowed to say what. Mm-hmm. What? <gasps> I said what? Oh, no! <laughs> anyway, so, mm, thank you. Gravy granules. We've not got crisps, but gravy granules. I might have crisps. I've got crisps. Oh, no, my drawer of food is empty. Nick, uh, was Nick, a... I may starve to death. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. We live in the Western world and we throw away over 50% of our food. There's no chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. If I start I think... throwing away 50% of my food, I want someone to shoot me immediately. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you it's look... all right. I found some Starbursts. <laughs> There's a free advert there for you. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, see, I've heard that on radio shows, if you mention products, then yeah. people send you a box load of it. You want a box load of those? Yeah, they're lovely. I like Garner's pickled onions. <laughs> My wife think, doesn't. I don't, I don't think anyone wants a box load of those, particularly your wife, I suspect. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have a say in it. Yeah, but, but she basically won't come near me if I've ever eaten any of those. <laughs> Admittedly, I preferred these when they were opal fruits, but, you know, you can't have everything. They're made to make your mouth water. Mm. Plus, Fresh now, with the now they come with citrus. <laughs> all refreshing fruit flavours. Isn't that awful? It's for, I know. for natural flavours, I think it was. No, it's not. OK. No, that was probably... It a, actually a, comes with things to do on the wrappers now. Really? Like, yeah. like stop says, talking about them? <laughs> this one says... Uh, Get pl- alive. Play air guitar. Yeah. Things to do. And sing, go and play with the traffic, Paul. Sing like an, and then I can't actually read what it says because orangutan. No, it could be. <laughs> I think that my I money's on orangutan. <laughs> uh, in the four fifty at Haydock, Haydock, well, Haydock, <laughs> <laughs> Toby Haydock's racetrack. Yes. Have you been listening to Haydock's Who's Round? It's jolly good. Here's a clip from one of them. He's he's interviewing lots of people from the history of Doctor Who the house of an actor who I noticed before I knew he'd been in Doctor Who. So I'm going to ask him, who are you and why am I talking to you about Doctor Who? Well, my name is Tony O'Sober. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an actor and 
I think the reason you're talking to me about Doctor Who is, apart from the fact that uh, I've been in two different Doctor Who stories over the years, um, you were so determined to want to speak to me, and that I can understand, <laughs> that uh, I could no longer keep avoiding your phone calls and returning mail saying, you know, um, unknown, and uh, and then when you talk to coming around the door and banging on the door and going around to the back of the house and saying, please let me in and talk to you, I know you're in the... In the end, I thought, gosh, why not? See, so listeners, stalking pays. Uh, so, well, Tony, before we get on to Doctor Who, because you've I, you've had this great career. Where I, I mean, you, when I first saw you as McLaren the Scotsman in Porridge, I'd seen you in so many other things because I think it was a repeated Porridge. So I didn't know you were of Scottish provenance because you've played so many different nationalities. See, that's what he's doing. They're really great interviews, and we're really grateful for Toby for putting himself out to do them and 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 you know, condemning himself to this. <laughs> endless mission <laughs> anyway the thing is I thought he was just going to be doing it to in connection with the classic series but but no he's he's but interviewing no. people from every from every episode there is no stopping him in a land before time anyway I've, I've also got to stop describing it as his mission to interview to interview one person connected to every single episode of Doctor Who so I was thinking there is no one person connected with every <laughs> single episode of Doctor Who but if there was it would save him a lot of time and I suspect expense <laughs> <laughs> That's just bad grammar, isn't it? I know. Is I've, there I've anything else, or it. should we move on to the competition Let's situation? Starburst. Lovely. All right, let's do the competition then, shall we? Yes. So, last month's competition. <laughs> the question was... Something to do with Jonathan Forbes. <laughs> I thought you knew this. Who was in Stormcrow. Did he play Trevor in Stormcrow? I think he did. Yes, I think And I did. asked which eighth Doctor story had he recently featured in, and the answer was Dark Eyes. Dark Eyes. <laughs> dark, dark Eyes. So I'm trying to find the... Yes. Find the right <laughs> voice to say it in. Yes. Dark, dark, yes. Yes. No. Dark Eyes. Yeah. So that was the answer. The prizes were various. What were, what were the prizes, Paul? You know, you've got it written down. Well, the prizes were three script covers. Yeah. There was the script cover for Night of the Stormcrow and for A Thousand and One Nights <laughs> and um, for Jago and Lightfoot. Oh. Although I can't remember which series off the top of my head. I think, I think it was the was, previous And series. there were four. It was for the whole series. So there were yeah. four Jago and Lightfoot covers. Yes. So. So now you can you can say them in any order you want and we'll decide who gets which one. Yes, so the winner of Night of the Stormcrow is... Matt Stewart, who is in Kenilworth in Warwickshire. There you go, mate. So we'll send that to you. Congratulations. I might sign a little card to you. I don't know whether that's a good idea or not. Yeah, do that. I'll do that. Uh, OK, the winner of A Thousand and One Nights... Well, surprisingly, it is actually Ken Buzzard. Ken Buzzard! Who we mentioned earlier on as, as being our token Yank winner, we did actually draw him randomly out of the hat. There you are. You randomly, tokenly came out of the hat. Yep. Like a little fluffy rabbit, Ken. <laughs> so that's Ken Buzzard. Not a who's, buzzard at all. Who's, who's in Bloomington in the US. Bloomington? Yeah. Bloomington that sounds like a sort in. of... 
which I think is Indiana. That sounds it? like the a name of a town in a children's series, doesn't it? Like Chuggington. Bloomington. <laughs> like where they grow flowers. I'll You've been watching up. too many things with your child again, haven't you? I have. It does rather take over your life, this parenting business. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, um, the winner of the Jago and Lightfoot covers is... Paul Dawson. Oh, Paul Dawson? Who is in Litherland, or Litherland, I don't know how you pronounce it, in Liverpool. Oh. I've never heard of Litherland. Litherland? Litherland. Is it a typographical error? No, well, if it not. is, he's not going to get these script fronts, is he? But <laughs> I, I, I suggest he writes in very, very quickly explaining it if it is a typer. So congratulations to all of you. Now let's set another competition. Oh, yes. So the prizes for this competition are uh, script fronts for Lurkers at Sunlight's Edge, starring Sylvester McCoy. Uh, the Butcher of Brisbane, starring Peter Davison. I don't know why I'm saying it like this. I'm just mad. Mud me. I put water on the cornflakes. Uh, yeah. Did I say that? Yes. Uh, the Jupiter Conjunction starring Peter Davison as well. And the question is... Yeah. I'm building a bit of tension here. <laughs> or are you just trying to find where you've written down the no, question? No, no, I can see it. I've got my glasses on and everything. Right. This is actually... your own handwriting? No. No. Uh, no. Uh, Rebecca Front guest stars in the Jupiter conjunction. That is a fact. That's not a question. The question is coming now. Which other Fifth Doctor audio story does she feature in? <laughs> That's the question. There was a question mark there. So, send your answers in to podcast at bigfinish.com and make the subject line Rebecca Front. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. And um, and and we're going to... Oh, when are we going to close this competition? I don't know, but what, while you work out a date, can I just say... 30th of March. Can, can people please put their address? Yes, put your address on it so that we can send the prize to you if you're a winner. That's your mailing address, your snail mail address, as they used to call it in the 90s, I believe. Yes. Well, that's it. I've got nothing else to say. I saw Rebecca Front last weekend. Did you? I saw her when I worked on Lewis. Mm. She, she was, commented uh, on the fact she worked on Big Finish. She's appearing in and a then told TV me to show. Step away. No, <laughs> she's appearing in a TV show called Up the Women, which is on BBC Four soon, which is written by Jessica Hines. Oh yes, who and was Jessica, in Doctor Jessica Who Hines once. Is, is also starring in it, and Ryan Sampson is in it, who was in the Book of Kells for us. Good lord. Um, and he's very good. And Adrian Scarborough is in it. Adrian who's been in Doctor Who recently. Yeah, yeah. And he's um, also the voice of uh, Abney and Teal, which is uh, a CBeebies program. There you are. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, the, the recording uh, started at about eight o'clock and finally finished round about 11 o'clock on Sunday night. It was a long, long night. I used to do Doctor Who quicker than that in the old yeah. days, didn't they? But yeah. it, was good, it was a good comedy show. I'm looking forward to it. But it's also going to be the last sitcom that's recorded at TV Centre. That's a bit sad. Yeah, because there's another recording this Sunday. And BBC another Television Centre. And that's it. Yeah. So it'll, it won't be around for much longer, sadly. That's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, never mind. Um, anything else you want to say? Well, I've got to play air guitar, it says on this, on this um, okay. Starburst run. Off you go. You can now... And, oh, that's brilliant. 
That's more like uh, George Formby. That's not air guitars, like when you put your when your arms go round and round. But we don't want to do that. Do an air ukulele. You'll get another fine. blister or something. <laughs> God damn, what a fuss. I don't want another blister. That one was horrible. Oh, blisters, eh? Forget life-threatening illnesses. I think, no, but that blister nearly was, wasn't it? It was certainly foot-threatening, wasn't it? They nearly had to cut his foot off and beat him to death with a soggy end. Yeah. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for coming in and no, helping that's, out. That's all right. Have you got anything else to say that might prove your worth? <laughs> it's unlikely, isn't it? Well, Let's I've got go with no. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Um, we'll do another podcast soon. In the meantime, don't forget Toby Haydokes. Who's round? He's just sent about another seven over, so there's quite a few. We better put some of those online. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, We've been Nick Briggs and Paul Sprague, and this was Big Finish, and will continue to be (laughs) set. I don't know how to end this podcast. I just don't... Shut up! Go away! (laughs) Thank you, Charlie Brooker. (laughs) 